Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hello, college basketball fans. This is Donnie Tyndall, former head basketball coach, and we're getting ready to have a top three with Tyndall with J.R. the Bossman and John, myself, as we analyze the college basketball season team by team, break down stats and facts, and give you all the basketball scoop across the country on a weekly basis. We hope you'll join us and look forward to talking hoops with you on the Bossman Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Go right ahead. Feel free, brother. Well, 
Well, the, the, when you listen to those rankings, it probably stacks up like this. Uh, Logan's or Texas uh, Roadhouse on you for, for me. And then John, you owe me Ruth Chris, brother. <laughs> Logan's is good, Coach. I can do Logan's. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds great. So, Coach, it's always fun as always, Coach. Uh, I, 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 I feel good that I came right one game below you because, you know, you're your you're former coach. You're a very smart man. So, me to be right behind you, I'll take some solos in that. But John, being that horrible in the cellar, he should be fired for life. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And that word cellar or the cellar dweller uh, term will be with John for a lot of years down the road. It's going to be hard for him to overcome that, boss man. You got there right, Coach. And coach, uh, I watched the game a lot. I watched for some key things here, Coach, and I'll let you talk about it here shortly here. I feel like Michigan came out with so much energy, Coach. They gassed out. I feel like they was just so amped up. They were so ready to play Villanova, but so much energy to stopping those guys. I feel like guys who can shoot, shoot three-pointers. They gassed out. Anyway, in that first half and the game changed there. And not to mention what Dante Divincino did, uh, but just I felt like those guys came out with so much energy and they kind of they get gassed out. They ain't play play. They ain't give themselves enough pace to get through the whole game. It kind of came out there and boom, it was over for them. Well, you know, I, I think it's so hard to pace yourself in a game like that. Obviously, you know, all you hear the, from your staff and the entire two days building up to the game is you got to play every dribble as hard as you've ever played in your life. And you really do to give yourself a chance to win. And, and I think that, um, you know, Michigan came out and the biggest thing, the big kid Wagner, however you say his last name inside, really impacted that game, not just in the post, but he hit a three and, you know, he was really, really involved. And I think as the game wore on and Villanova made some defensive adjustments and limited his touches a little bit, the rest of those guys didn't step up like maybe they had in prior games and, and give Villanova credit, you know, Jay Wright and his staff do a great job of making adjustments. Uh, the one thing I've, I've said playing, uh, spending a couple years in the NBA now is, you can tell Villanova has a huge NBA influence in their style of play. And, you know, Jay Wright's been rumored for years to be a possible NBA coaching candidate. And I'm telling you, of all the college teams you see play, Villanova plays more offensively like an NBA team than anybody else. The spacing, the angles of their ball screening, uh, the different things that they do with dribble handoffs and, and, and getting guys to really space the floor. Now it helps when you've got four guys that can all make threes, and sometimes they have five guys on the floor that can make threes. Um, but their spacing is fantastic, and those kids are tough. Uh, they were resilient. The game didn't start the way they wanted it to, and yet they kept clawing and scrapping and eventually took the game over. And you're right, uh, the DiCinzio kid, or however you say his last name off the bench, um, he, he was a superstar. I mean, I told people he looked like a, a young Rex Chapman in that game. Now, Coach, uh, I got to say, like you said, he brings him off the bench. Like, he really he really could start, but he brought the energy that they needed. They was, like, came out kind of flat. They were, Michigan was throwing their best punch out of my like we said, and then Dante DiVincenzo comes in there and just goes off. And, you know, for six to get most outstanding player of a championship game is, is, is amazing and awesome. Well, it is. I mean, you know, for a guy to have 30-plus points off the bench is incredible, and to do it in that setting, uh, you know, that was a career high for that young guy. So 
he stepped up. But you know, the thing the thing that Jay Wright and, and really Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, all those guys had said in the forty eight hours leading up to the game is they had seven guys in that lineup that were capable of getting twenty plus points. And in that particular game it was the Chenjio's night and uh he stepped up and played with a lot of swag. I mean, he, he was stepping up and shooting that ball. Like he made shots like that all season long. He was fearless and, uh, and, and give him credit defensively too. Now he made a couple spectacular blocks and ran down uh, a play from behind and ended up blocking it against the backboard, which was a phenomenal play. So uh, he did it at both ends of the floor, but uh, Jalen Brunson did not get MVP of the tournament. Uh, because he was in foul trouble in that final. But anytime you've got a point guard that controls the game like he does, uh, that certainly helps you as well. And I thought Jalen Brunson played like a 10-year NBA veteran in the, in, in the tournament. They remind me of Steve Nash, their guards coach, because they, they drive down to the lane, they come back out of the lane, they drive in and they drill back out. So it reminds me of how Steve Nash used to play that Mike D'Antoni system out there in Phoenix. It, it does, and you know, in the NBA, they call that um, midget when you when you drive in the lane and you, and you keep your dribble alive and you kind of circle back out, maybe reverse dribble, attack again. They call that midget, and, and there's certain ways that you defend that uh, based on your rotations uh, of whatever team you happen to be coaching. But uh, you're right, Jalen Brunson uses that midget move or the midget dribble, whatever you want to call it. Uh, to, to his advantage, every time he drives the ball in, he doesn't force things. He waits until the very last second and then makes a great decision, whether it's to score it, uh, get a guy on an up-and-under move or deliver a, deliver a dime for a layup. So uh, he, he's a pro. You know, he's a pro's pro, in my opinion, a guy that you can tell his dad having been an NBA vet for many years has taught him the ropes. I'm sure he eats right. He takes care of his body. You can tell he's in amazing condition, and uh, I know he's just a junior, but I'll be shocked if he doesn't declare for the NBA draft in the next day or two. And you know what's good fun about Villanova is that they don't, they don't get the the kids that are one-and-done kids. They, they they get guys you have to develop. Player players development is really big for Jerry Wright and his staff, and there's, he, he looks for guys who he can keep his program building a foundation. So talk about how Jay Wright recruits Villanova, knowing that you can't really get one-and-done one to go there. Well, you know, I, I think he's had a couple guys over the years that have been, you know, one and done or two and done. So it's not like he never has a guy that's fit that bill. But you can tell the nucleus of each and every team is his returning players. And he, he really does a great job, along with obviously his staff, of developing guys. And, you know, that's such a such an underrated um, characteristic or underrated uh, um part of a program everyone wants to know if a guy can x and o everyone wants to know if a guy can recruit but you know at the nba level and this is another example of villanova's system uh at the nba level 99 percent of everything you talk about is player development and i think villanova does as good a job or better than anyone in the country in developing guys and bringing them along to guys that early in their career or maybe eighth, ninth, tenth man, and by the time they're graduating, they're all conference type players with a chance to play in the NBA. So, again, give give Jay Wright and his staff credit not just for being great coaches, not just having a great system with spacing and tempo, but uh, but being a great program that develops their players and makes sure they improve each and every year. 
And coach, we're gonna play development coach. I feel like you've had a good hand in, in the Raptors players up there. Their bench is playing well. So, how many of those guys last year on the Raptors 905 as you said, Dwayne Casey now using in the rotation on the big team now that you and Stack had down there with the 905 team? Well, you know, we had Fred VanVleet, who's having a, a great year as their backup point guard. We have uh, had the Siakam kid, who's a second-year pro, played a lot with us last year, and he's in their ro- rotation, playing mostly at the power forward spot. Uh, we had the big kid from Utah with us some last year as well. And uh, I might be missing one one other, but, you know, three or four of those guys that are in the Raptors' top nine or ten this year uh, were with us and uh, did a great job. And I tell you what, each and every one of those kids, and, and you'll understand why they have the role they have after I tell you this, were unbelievable kids as teammates, were great practice players, guys that would absorb the scouting report and ask questions. They were into it. And um, I think when you see that from a pro, especially a young pro, it tells you how hungry they are, how driven they are, to have success and all those guys you could tell once they eventually got their chance and their opportunity to play would be successful because they were like sponges you know if you wanted to watch a little extra tape with Fred Van Vliet he'd be there if you wanted to watch some extra tape or or get some post moves in with Siakam he would be there so um, those guys are workers and their mentality is that of being a pro and I think uh, you can see that in their play this year. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's because I, I watched because of you. I watched the Raptors more than I would because of you. I even though you used to coach with the, the G League team, and I see those guys developing. And I was like, hey, wow, coach had them right on his nose there. You know those, you know those, you know the guys in there playing well because the Raptors can really play eleven guys. But and I know it's coached that teams are staggering their minutes to kind of have their starters play against the bench now with Toronto, which is funny that teams actually they're they're playing so well that the other teams are actually having the staggering minutes to try to match their bench play because it's so, so strong this year. Yeah, that that's been an interesting trend to follow because you're right, their bench play has had such an advantage when you look at the statistics against the opponent's bench the last 30, 40 games of the season. So you're right, teams are trying to tweak their rotation and their lineups a little bit where some of their starters are now playing against the bench players. Um, but, you know, I, I think anytime teams are having to adjust to what we're doing or what the Raptors are doing, then then that's a positive thing for us. And and I know this, Fred Van Vliet's the type of kid, it doesn't matter if he's playing against the 11th, 12th man uh, in an exhibition game or he's playing against James Harden or Chris Paul or or uh, what Russell Westbrook in the last three minutes of a of an NBA playoff game, he's going to play the same way regardless. That's who Fred is, and, and I think that's the mentality he brings every single night. And you can see it because uh, he's a big, big part of their success this season and, and their plans moving forward. And, Coach, uh, are you one that was a proponent of high school players going to the G League rather than going to college? Because I, I saw a kid is going to do it. And I've seen the G League help guys out and help them develop. Like Damian Jones with the Warriors. I mean, he was nowhere anywhere, nowhere where he is now. He wasn't playing in Santa Cruz with the Warriors this year. And I feel like it helps young guys in the league and young guys coming up. It's for agents as well who don't, who don't get drafted. So would you be a proponent of college kids going from high school to the G League rather than going to play college basketball? Or are you wanting us to kind of go there for a year and just get that experience? They didn't try to see if they can make it in the NBA G League or the NBA as well. 
Well, you know, having been in the college game for so long, Jr., I, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of guys going to college because I think that any time you can step foot on a college campus and go to class in a college environment and travel and do the things that are all part of playing on a college basketball team, those educational experiences are invaluable. Even if it's just for a year or two, it's still a year or two more than maybe a lot of kids would get. Now, if a kid just hates school and wants no part of a classroom setting, then I think the G League is obviously a great opportunity for a guy to learn and grow and develop. But what you got to understand as an 18-year-old kid going into that, to that element or in that environment, there are some grown men in that league trying to feed their family. So it's, it's a lot different having to beat out a 26, 27-year-old guy that's been in Europe that was in the NBA for a year, bounced around, now he's trying to get called back up, and, and he's going to try to whip your tail every single day. Um, and he's a man's man. You know, he's a grown man, as they would say. Now, in college, you know, the coach is going to have more patience. You're not going to be playing against a 26, 28, 30-year-old man. You're going to have more um, – room to make mistakes and it's not going to be quite as important because at 18 and as a freshman the coach knows you're going to have some growing pains but when you're in the NBA or the NBA G League there's not a lot of tolerance for mistakes or or using youth uh, or inexperience as an out you got to produce that's the bottom line so I think if a kid has a chance to go to college even if it's for a year or two he should do that unless they just are dead set on not wanting to go to school. Um, but I don't think there's a whole lot of guys out there that are of that mindset. So I think it would be the best thing, but certainly there's been some guys used the, the D league and now G league as a, as a great stepping stone. So coach, this has been our last show of the year coach. I want to ask you what's going to be your off season plans now since uh, college basketball is over the Raptor season's winding down before the playoffs. So, what is your offseason going to entail, Coach? Is it going to clinics or, you know, uh, hosting your own camps and clinics at the same time with, 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 with your girls? What you got going, man? Well, a little bit of all that. I'm going to enjoy the NBA playoffs. Hopefully the Raptors can make a deep run, and uh, and I will definitely spend some time with my girls and, and hang out with them and watch some of my youngest, Gracie. has got some AAU stuff this spring, which I'll get a chance to see some of that and, uh, you know, continue to – work on uh, this diet i've lost about 40 pounds in the last six months so i'm doing well on that trying to maintain that and uh, just kind of see what's out there you know this this for college basketball for me it has to be junior college or nai but there's going to be some openings that i may have an interest in and if not then uh we'll just kind of see what what nba summer league looks like and go from there well coach i would hope you would look at that southwest Tennessee job down there in memphis it's only a five-hour drive from Atlanta. <laughs> it's open now. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, I had a great time this year with you and John. You guys are great men. We always laugh and cut up. And, uh, and and I know John can't make it tonight, but you just tell him I've got his cell. He's got mine, and I'm looking forward to that 18-ounce 18 18 uh, ribeye from Ruth Chris and a glass of uh, Riesling wine to go with it too, brother. Coach, I will let him know that because he is the door, John. Coach, have a great offseason, Coach. We'll talk to you again real soon. Of course, we got each other numbers. We'll definitely be in contact. But look for having the show again next season, Coach. Sounds great, buddy. Thanks for having me. Take care. You too, Coach.
Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Nikki, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. <laughs> 